Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Okay, I'm going to tell a secret. Are you listening? Danae does not wear deodorant. <laughs> so gross. Okay, let's shoot the tail. Bye. Like never? Uh, I do sometimes, yeah. But but right now I'm trying to, I'm, I'm experimenting. <laughs> Uh, I'm experimenting. I mean, you've gone through this experiment before. I've been yeah. well aware. Yeah, yeah. It's it's back. Uh-huh. Um, but this time I'm stinkier than ever. I think it's because my hormones changed a whole lot oh, after yeah. I became a mom. It's that mom stench. I guess. <laughs> this is the way that Iris will find me in the dark, you know? Oh, I see. It's practical. Or, or like those really interesting like experiments they do where they blindfold the children and then they line up moms and mm-hmm. then the child like feels the face of the mothers and they know which one is theirs. Yeah. Iris will never have to use her hands. Right. She'll just have to use her nose. <laughs> That's all she'll have to do. That's my mom. How's the hubbo feel about this? He hasn't said anything yet, so it'll be a moment, right? There'll be a moment sometime in the near future where he'll he'll either be like, "What is that?" or he'll be like, "I like this new scent you're wearing," or nothing at all. (laughs) I have noticed though that my YouTube commercials that are kind of being played more Uh frequently are about this natural deodorant that's becoming very popular, where apparently it like. paralyzes the bacteria so Hmm. it it doesn't block your pores it doesn't with like baking powder or aluminum or whatever is in our right antiperspirant which is one of the reasons i'm not i'm trying not to wear deodorant Uh number one i want to know what i smell like i know it's weird (laughs) two i don't want to put something gross on my body Uh but um uh, this new one apparently is like a lotion and you just sort of like put it on and then it paralyzes is the word that they use yeah the bacteria so that and that's what makes the scent so it's not blocking pores it's just it's just paralyzing bacteria yeah you evil person you these poor bacteria no that's why i haven't gotten it yet i'm like well i also i care about bacteria too right bacteria is alive (laughs) i'm the kind of person that if there's a bug drowning in a pool or a fountain i i want to help it get out and yeah. get right you know so bacteria are just tiny little bugs right can i just stand up for deodorant right now is that okay can i just be like there's nothing wrong with it it's okay we've been wearing it for years and years and everybody's mm-hmm. fine mm. like is everyone though? everyone is fine oh, okay <laughs> depends on what kind of blog you're reading well that's probably true <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lean more towards the uh, the scientific ones. I feel like people will probably, like, they listen to this show, uh-huh. and they literally think that we just have a list of body functions, and we're just, like, checking, <laughs> checking them. them off. Unintentionally, <clears throat> this happens. Body odor today. Today is body odor. Today is body I odor. I can smell myself today. Um, I don't... Oh, oh. Yeah? There's another, there's another little asterisk you know i'm almost done I'm no no no. you're good this is hey listen this is the show if, this, if you don't enjoy this <laughs> you're in for a you're in for a surprise i have noticed that when i shave my armpits uh-huh. i smell worse 
Smell worse? Mm-hmm. That's I smell interesting. Stronger. Yeah, so that's I smell why better I when I shave my armpits. Don't shave my armpits anymore. <laughs> you, that's hilarious. I shave my armpits and you don't. That's funny. Is it? That's humor. I mean, I, that is. I mean, certainly, somebody listening to a podcast with, uh, you know, a gal and a guy would not assume that the one that shaves their armpits is the guy. I, I mean, I do occasionally shave them, but again, it's just more of like a. Okay, let me just see what happens when I shave them and then and not use deodorant. Yeah. So I'm super experimental. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I always smell worse whenever I have no armpit hair. And then That's it's, very, just, it's strange. very strong. Yeah, it's really interesting. Stuff. My BO goes down a lot when I shave my, my armpit hair, wow. which is one of the reasons I do it. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just hate body hair. Body sure. hair is just, it's just like, you know. So annoying. It really is. If there was a pill I could take, you know, that would get rid of all my body hair, there is a laser you can do. <laughs> I've heard. I don't. I, I, you know. You can you can do the laser thing. You can just laser your hair off. Yeah. I don't know that I'm that invested. I <laughs> you just want to pop just, a pill. <laughs> right. Cool. Popping a pill is easy. That is easy. I mean, somebody point a laser at all my hairs. Just about as easy as listening to Shoe the Dough. <laughs> you want to shoe a dough? Let's do it. Uh, we're going to do some peruse the news today. We're going to um, We're going to take a look. A.K.A. peruse the things that are going on in the world, A.K.A. the news. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's going to work. But but first we start off with a little story time as to what is happening in our lives. Beyond our body odor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know there was anything beyond body odor. Well, there shouldn't be. It should all be about B.O. Have you ever noticed my B.O.? Yes. Okay. And your mouth, though, too. <laughs> you know what? I would assume that more than the B.O. Uh, I would assume that I've had bad breath. But, Many times, especially when I'm not eating a lot of carbs for whatever reason, yeah. my breath gets pretty bad. Yeah. I apologize. Well, we're not like close in like close proximity a lot. <laughs> Imagine somebody's envisioning that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but We're like, using the same microphone. You don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when you help with computer work or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I'm sure. it's been a while. Halitosis is real. Have I ever told you my halitosis story? No, go ahead. Oh. Well, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a story about my life though. So this we're supposed to be doing story time. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I'll just keep talking about gross stuff. There was a guy I worked with when uh-huh. I worked at hotels.com. Chronic who, halitosis. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that. He, a little bit of the cron hala. He didn't like share that publicly, but there's no way that he didn't. I mean, it was always, always, always. And he had just a lot of bacteria buildup in his mouth. You could tell like if he looked. Would he teeth. chew gum or anything like that to try to take care of it? I don't remember. Okay. And I don't know that I didn't have a conversation with his awareness. Mm-hmm. But anyways, one day, same kind of thing. He came over to my computer area and he was like leaning in to help me with something. And I just happened to turn as he went. <laughs> <laughs> and I breathed in. Ooh, and it's the first time. In my life. Yeah, I yeah, tasted yeah. his halitosis. Yeah. Guys, it was one of the days that <laughs> I, I thought that I was done for. <laughs> it was a bad day. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. I, I, I have trouble too. Like when, if, if I have bad breath or my wife has bad breaths, it's, it's awkward to talk about. Like you don't want them to feel bad, you know, mm-hmm. but at some point you just need to say like, I, I can't kiss you right now. Like, you know, it's this is disgusting. something that needs to be taken care of. <laughs> so both ways that, that goes both ways. Right. So, you know, it happens. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you just say it like, Hey, 
You should scrape breath your tongue today. Breath is something you can't trap under the blanket so it doesn't get out. You know, like that's... that's you have to just keep your mouth closed yeah, all day. That's right. Try to breathe through your ears. It doesn't work that way. All right, get into your story time. What do you want to tell me? Oh, oh. Tell us. Um, tell us, Danae. I think you should go first. I think you should start with story time today. Oh, well. Do you I have don't ha- one? I don't have anything like right off the top of my head. My life has been so much just like getting work done. Yeah. I just I don't have I don't have a life right now. Well, things are busy in a lot of well. right Yeah. Now. Yeah. Things are busy in my job. Things are busy in like. <gasps> Should we talk about the new podcast? Uh, sure. Sure. I mean, you can talk that we about can both that. Do. Well, that's one of the things that's got you busy. Yeah. Prepping for that. Yeah. We're prepping for a podcast with CinemaSins. Um, and if you don't know this, both Danae and I write for the company CinemaSins. Uh, this is a YouTube channel that takes a look at the mistakes in movies and then makes jokes. Sometimes raunchy jokes, by the way. Should yeah. mention that. Definitely not something for the children. Uh, that, uh, that we both write for. And so we're launching a podcast as writers called Behind the Sins. So that'll be coming out here like in a week or so. Yeah. It's all... So. It's all getting figured out. So that's one of the things. You do yeah. so much for them. Yeah. You edit, you mm-hmm. write, yep. you manage the TV Sins Wing. Mm-hmm. Now you're doing a podcast. Yep. You also do Sins Week for them. Uh-huh. It's a lot. Yeah, I, I manage the membership, the Patreon, Patreon. membership. Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would have happened if you would have put all that energy into what we do? <laughs> Well, Instead of what the, they do. I think it's curious. there's a little bit of it that's uh, a little bit following the money. Oh, <laughs> like, right. You know, like that's right. I'd be more than willing. F- we broke. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'd be more than willing to put all that energy into what we do <laughs> if the support was there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I think, but that's life, right? Like you have to figure out that whole balance of where do I put my effort? Where do I put my energy? Mm-hmm. You know, um, how does it provide for my you know family financially? How does it provide mm-hmm. for me creatively? You know, and boy, I got nothing to complain about. Like, I no, you're living the life. You're actually living your dream. I am in many ways living my dream. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> actually, I, I have always been somebody who's been OK with like a fluid dream. I, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't me too born with like this. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I was born with a, I can do so many things. Totally. And so it's I'm so with you. Difficult to, uh, for me to land on. This is what I am going to be doing. Right. But then like, as I've experienced life, there are certain jobs that use a lot of what I'm passionate about or mm-hmm. even like my talents that I have. And they use a lot of them. So it just like, you know, dings a lot of bells for me. And so I'm I'm definitely in that area where we're being creative and we do shows, but then there's also other stuff on the on that I do and writing for CinemaSins specifically. I will probably talk more about this whenever the uh, actual CinemaSins podcast launches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, it's that's a this is a new it's a new uh <laughs> skill that I am working <laughs> yes. on sitting down and focusing and writing. That, uh-huh. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I'm like I want to play. Well, especially and- because you're not as tied into movies as i am no right like it's not i, something... I literally left sif pop because i'm like guys <laughs> this is too much and now look what i'm doing what the heck i am such a strange duck <laughs> but you know you gotta keep trying stuff yeah figure it out see see what works see and what, what works work. and what doesn't and all that kind of fun i guess stuff. that's my story time that's what i'm doing like with my time i you know for me anything anytime i'm not doing that in the evening uh i'm trying to spend time with you know 
my family. I got one of those. Uh, and so I'm trying to, to do that. We had a great family movie night, which was wonderful. We watched Dead Poets Society. and That's cool. Um, yeah, they'd never seen that. So we watched that. And then the next day we watched Big Fish on Father's Day. Oh, that's right. Father's Day was this past weekend. Which I think it's like the perfect Father's Day. It's all, it is a I movie about, so you know. Fathers and sons and yeah. the stories that fathers tell and is it okay that they exaggerate and, right. you know, I really need to go back and watch that movie. It's very Tim Burton. Like it's very out I there. I remember liking it a yeah. ton. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, it's very like magical mm-hmm. and, and big like over the top. Well, and it, it speaks to this thing where it's like, yeah, it's, it's good to be honest with each other and develop authentic relationships, but we also have to embrace that part of each other that is bigger than life that part of each other that you know wants the stories to be more than they actually mm-hmm. are and that's no, okay you know Sometimes. and does that make them lies or does it make right. them say something more about us right. you know and and just to understand that so it's that's cool it's kind of a beautiful reconciliation between a you know father and son and it is important to uh spend time with family and or you know who you have designated as that family person mm-hmm. in your life maybe you're not somebody who like connects with your actual blood family but like for justin and i we're really trying to create that environment in ours and so um we try to do phones off on saturday and like this past saturday i just worked like a crazy person to get some of my work stuff done uh-huh. and so i had my phone on and everything was going bum 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 and and i told justin later i apologized that i had totally forgotten and he's like it's okay you had to work you know but now it's time for family time we had focused time and that day we had focused on the next night and um last night we do like evening prayers with iris and so i ask her like her favorite things for the day that we can say nice. that we're thankful for yeah and oftentimes it's people which i love you know people that watch her and care for her during mm-hmm. the week yeah um daniel tiger sometimes will come up you know just things that she watches <laughs> but last night she literally said i said iris what are you thankful for and she goes family time Aww. and it was so sweet because we had all gone into her room justin and i and iris and we were playing in her kitchen and making fake dinner and all this stuff and so i didn't realize that she even kind of knew that concept but i guess we've been saying it's time to spend time with the family enough that mm-hmm. she and those will become those epic moments that we yeah. talk about and it might add flavor and kind of fun and so it's important very important i'm also five pounds away from uh, having lost 50 pounds whoa so that's still going well i uh, was watching your sif pop youtube channel yeah noticing some people in the comments are like you're slimming down <laughs> yeah you yeah, can feel healthy you can see it it's crazy because yeah but i'm still you know what 60 pounds heavier than i was you know seven years ago or whatever so when it's, we met yeah yeah so it's it's a little bit weird to people be like oh you look so slim it's like <laughs> Still a ways to go. Still a long ways to but go. But if you're still, if you're 60 pounds from your goal and you're like, basically, I mean, really close to halfway there, right? Yeah. Like just a couple more pounds and you're like halfway. Yeah. <gasps> cool. Try not to get distracted. Boy, you did sure eat a lot of donuts this weekend. Uh-oh. Well, I took the weekend off. Right. So it was scheduled. Sure. It, it wasn't, uh, it was a scheduled weekend off, but I'm not sure I'm going to do it again. You know why? I get a headache every single time I go back on sugar and then off sugar. Like I have to detox every single time. Yesterday I had the worst headache I've ever had. That's probably an exaggeration. Love it me was anyway. To- it was a top one. It was a top <laughs> headache. It was up there. So yeah, I'll probably be done with that. Um, yeah. So there's a little bit of rambling story time for you. <laughs> that was like a random tandem story time. It was. It was more of just kind of a catching up. Hey, I have a question about last episode when you edited it. Yes. You did you put 
um, my tantrum as a bonus on Patreon? Yeah. Okay. I just haven't gone to Patreon yet. I was I was hoping it was going to be one of those things where you let the audio just kind of get silent and then the extra plays. Yeah. And it wasn't there. And I'm like, where? Oh, it's on Patreon. Yeah. It's so, for members. Guys, if you want to hear me throw a tantrum, which I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> it's so entertaining. I made both of my co-hosts throw tantrums uh, this week. You did. Poor Andrew <laughs> on Sith Pop. Oh my gosh. That was good. I tweeted that out, by the way. If you want a quick link, just, just takes you straight to where you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. I'm sorry. I guess I just... You're uh, mean. I'm, I'm just a bit of a thorn. It's okay. These we, days. We still care about you. Well, thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> <laughs> One of these times, I'm just going to let you keep going. <laughs> Studio DNA presents Peru's the News. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your host to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, it's Aaron Come. Thanks. You even said something in there. Are you trying to make me pass out? No. Oh, okay, okay. No, it's I just an added bonus. All right. I'll start this week. All right. You can stay in Tony Stark's cabin from Avengers Endgame on Airbnb for only 800 bucks a night. Wow. This is kind of a fun thing. Some So whoever owns that cabin, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, probably made a pretty penny renting it out to the production team. I'm assuming so. And now they're like, bonus. Stay so, in the Stark cabin. Leave it to Redditors, but a Reddit person um, had was on Airbnb, I guess, found the cabin, and it was like $335 a night. And maybe there was a post about it or something, and then the owners realized, we have How would you not realize special. that? Oh my goodness. How would you... Maybe they're listen, the elderly? I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. But how would you have that in the biggest movie of, of, of all time ever? Yeah. And it's a significant part of the movie. Yeah. Lots of important conversations happen in there, all that kind of stuff. A funeral. And then you have it up on Airbnb and you're unaware that people will pay top dollar for that? That so blows my mind. They changed their rates to 800 bucks a night, which still... Still not bad. Not bad. So you can go and you can hang out in that space and... Man, the first year <laughs> I would set that, I would I would see what the market would bear. Right? I'm not kidding you. I would start it at $5,000 a night and see if the market would bear it. The and then I'd just move it down. can fit up to six people. So you can always just split that. So if you take six friends that are endgame freaks and it's 800 bucks a night, super affordable. Yeah. Uh, there's three bedrooms, three bathrooms, and it's 30 minutes from Atlanta and Georgia. So, it does not come with a tin out front with a little girl in an Iron Man mask, though. Just that is something you have to bring yourself. <laughs> Her garage with all the Iron Man tools. I just think that if if somebody loves this entire franchise, it, like why wouldn't you go? Right, you would have to go. It'd be like one of those cool bucket lists. Like I'm sitting on the same sure. couch as what, my favorite what states characters. It located in. Um, it said it's 30 minutes from Georgia and Atlanta. Oh, yeah, because they did a lot of filming in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of beautiful, I'm going to say this wrong, Baucart Farm. Fair enough. B-O-U-C-K-A-E-R-T. Baucart Farm. Okay. Somewhere outside of Atlanta. So I'm sure if you wanted to, you could easily find it. Um, I found this particular um, article on Mashable.com. So 
If you want to go stay there, let us know. Tweet us pictures. <laughs> I, I cannot think. I really genuinely cannot think of like a better, like more um, desirable place than that cabin right now that's no, been in any movie. If like, you I haven't just, seen the movies, you know, the, the things that happen in this cabin, they're just like this kind of wholesome storyline yeah. fulfillment. It's a very human moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, uh, that that cabin represents a lot of the happy things that you would want to feel whenever you would go to some, like if it was something like you're going to go visit a cabin and, and somebody was like, terribly murdered there or something that's a different you know what i'm saying like the the vibe of the cabin the shining, in the movie yeah the shining hotel <laughs> yeah exactly like you go there because it's a creepy weird thing uh-huh. but this cabin is like this wholesome yeah beautiful storyline so i think 800 bucks is is low personally oh it's very it's, low and I, 300 bucks a night is like someone just rent it for like three years <laughs> if they're really wealthy anyway that's my maybe i'll first maybe one. i'll rent it for 800 bucks a night and then i'll charge other people thousands of dollars a night to come stay with me i think the owners would catch on but go for it you think they're they, you think they'd be opposed to me subletting possibly <laughs> it could be against the terms and conditions of your stay it's quite possible you're right <laughs> Very nice. Good find. Nice. Thanks. Here's a find for you if you want to make $10,000. A job you can really sink your teeth into. Reynolds Wrap is seeking someone to travel the country sampling barbecue ribs. They're going to pay you $10,000 for two weeks work. Reynolds Wrap? Reynolds Wrap. Isn't that like tinfoil? It is tinfoil. Aaron, when you said sink your teeth in and Reynolds Wrap. (laughs) No, you sink your teeth into the ribs. But if someone's paying $10,000 for some kind of experiment, I can be like, please come bite all of our Reynolds wrap and tell us if wow. it cuts your teeth. Have you, ever, have you ever bitten Reynolds wrap before? No. <gasps> I've heard stories. It feels so wrong. <laughs> I thought you were going to try to trick me into thinking it felt amazing. No. It feels so good, Aaron. You should no. try to chew a ball of Reynolds wrap. No. <laughs> it's like one of the... Do you remember when we talked... Um, it has to do with your fillings, right? Gosh. Like the conductiveness of the fillings and the aluminum foil. It and- must have been three years ago. We uh, talked about how when they released the little video game cartridges, they had... Yeah, they, they had, tasted awful. They made them taste awful. So people quit quit licking the video game cartridges. And then you licked one. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they weren't lying. No, this they were disgusting. Okay. So Reynolds Wrap is the same or tinfoil or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like you put it in your mouth and when you chomp down on it, it just... There's just this really uncomfortable, not taste, feeling. I think I'm getting contact pain just from watching you. Like oh, the, you're, the face you're making is it's so weird. I feel it like vibrating in my jaw almost. It, it means temporary. It's not like it's a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm advocating for putting tinfoil in your mouth and chewing <laughs> on it. But I'm just saying when you said, you know, Reynolds Wrap wants to hire someone. Yeah, I'll to- tell you what. If you want to pay me $10,000, I'll chew on some Reynolds Wrap. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Of different thicknesses? No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. The thin one? For hours at a time. The barbecue one? Mm-hmm. Okay, go yep. back to what this is really about, though. I'm sorry. Uh, you're going to travel for two weeks across the country to find the best barbecue ribs in America. Ten grand for two weeks. That ain't bad money. How do they even choose someone? I guess maybe you'd be really good at sort of like a food network personality kind well, of thing? Well, you have to send a picture and a hundred word essay on why you're the person for this job. So basically describing how many ribs you've eaten mm-hmm, and how you can describe yep. various levels of fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Meat content. Are you a rib person? Do you like meat? No. No. Not okay. particularly. 
Ribs are my favorite meat. Oh. Oh, so tender and beautiful. And the rib taste is different than any other kind of meat. Oh, it's so good. So are you going to apply? Uh, no. No, I, I have no chance at this job. How do you know unless you try? Because I, there are people who know stuff. First of all, the name of the title uh, is uh, Chief Grilling Officer. Okay. Do you know who grills at my house? Your wife. My wife does. Like, I don't even grill. <laughs> you know, like, this is just not... I think the picture... You're supposed to send a picture of you grilling something. Oh. And so, like, I would end up sending a picture and it would all be wrong. Like, I'd have the grill closed or something and be grilling the, the burgers on top of the lid because oh. I don't know how to do it. I'm just saying, I will not be chosen for this job. You don't know until you try, Aaron. Maybe they'd be like, oh, this is a really funny take. Let's pay this guy because he's obviously <laughs> really humorous. I go along as the comedy sidekick. If you get this job, I want fi- I want, I want a little fee. Just a little bit. A little bit of a finer's fee? A thousand bucks. You can have the other nine. Well, I, I, I'm confused because I found the article. So like, I how encourage do- you to apply. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, my next one is PowerPoint will listen to rehearsals to help you stop swearing and stuttering. (laughs) Okay. So Microsoft, you know, they have this artificial intelligence powered assistant for PowerPoint. So essentially what it is, is like you put a PowerPoint presentation together. You're talking about the little paper clip? No, no. A little clippy? Clippy? Is clippy back? No. This is inside the PowerPoint, you know, um, what is it called? Software. Sure. So you, Program, know, you, create, software, yeah. Yeah, you create your little PowerPoint and then you can put it into something uh, called like a, oh, I, I just lost it in the article. Essentially, it's like not actually like a test mode or something. And the presenter coach pops up. Hmm. It's like and, a beta test or something or. Well, it's what it does is it uses the microphone from your computer and it listens to what you're saying. It listens to how you're presenting. It listens mm-hmm. to your cadence. Judges you. Your, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the words you use, how often you stutter. If it sounds oh, like you're just reading from the screen and it prompts you in this practice mode to get better at your presentation. And then at the very end, it kind of gives you some pointers and some tips like like uh, this is the 1356 times you've said you know you know (laughs) um like those kinds of things but then also if you curse it gives strong suggestions to not have (laughs) explicit content you know things like that so clippy's (laughs) a prude i see uh it's all meant to help reduce anxiety so that when you're actually presenting you've had something kind of like give you some good feedback for me, I'm with you. It's like, oh, let the computer judge me and then let the people judge me. <laughs> right. But uh, Presenter Coach is um, one of the things that Microsoft is going to be releasing uh, at a later date. They don't have an exact set date just yet, but they're talking about it and kind of, you know, getting people's feedback on it. Can I have Steve Rogers, Captain America, just come on and be like, language. Language. <laughs> Aaron, of all the people that would need that particular. <laughs> Heart, you do not need that. Uh, fair point. You are Mr. PG. I said crap once. <gasps> what a scandal. I did. I did. Oh, well, I mean. Can, can I be forgiven? Uh, or will I be judged? Don't look at me, man. Is Clippy, is Clippy going to say I should stop saying that? Crap is like super easy one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that my daughter is saying, oh my gosh. Let's just say that. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> I pulled my guitar out for the first time on Father's Day uh-huh. to play with and she was dancing yeah. around. I, I pulled the guitar out and she goes, oh my gosh, this is exciting. <laughs> so cute. 
I'm that like, is I adorable. guess I say gosh. I don't, I don't, either me or one of our caregivers yeah, says gosh. You say a lot of things. Hey, I do a pretty good job. I'm, I'm waiting for the day. I am too. Actually, she's already said the S word. Oh yeah. But it was mimicking from what her father said. Okay, so good. So I was like, yes, I was, I, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Bonus points. Okay, good. Nearly 30% of drivers have ignored their check engine light for over a month. Yep. <laughs> That's, that was my exact reaction. <laughs> I was like, only 30%? <laughs> I, it, my check engine light was on this morning, and it's been on in our van every once in a while for the last probably two or three months. And it's just like, but it's not staying on. It, it will go off. <laughs> Obviously, it's just obviously a, if something were wrong, it would stay on It's a loose wire. It's no big deal. I remember when there was just kind of like one or two different light that would come on. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a check engine. Maybe there was like a cooler. Right. Or overheating kind of. Sure. Light, and that was basically it. Now there's lots. Yeah. That, now there's like um, an exclamation point inside of a triangle, which is like, oh, your tire pressure needs to be checked. Oh, is Apparently, that what that is? That's what that one is. Because mm-hmm. every time we go in yeah but it's expensive just to go have that little sensor looked at you have to go and like plug it into a little diagnostic thing and by you i mean the professional because i don't know where those plugins are Uh, that is the number one reason people don't take their their car in i think that would be understood is money you know they don't i think 27 percent said they can't afford it to have it looked at uh but almost as much 26 percent, almost the same the reason is, I don't believe there's anything wrong with my car. It's just and lying this, to it, me. Yes, this is so beautiful. This is such a testament <laughs> to, human- to humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I know very intelligent people have set up this system <laughs> that will give me an indication when something's wrong. And I, yes, me, <laughs> this educated human will I, say, I'm smarter ah, than you. I'm That's smarter nothing. than that light. If there were something wrong, I'd know it. It'd tell me. <laughs> <laughs> be real clear there would be smoke oh, and probably a smell almost equal amount of people that's the reason they don't take it well, they could afford it they could afford it they just they just don't trust it they so don't believe it's to it's the right. affordability you can go to a lot of different places you don't have to take it back to the dealership no. which charges quite a bit there's lots of places that will plug in a diagnostic and it's like 30 bucks so it's not too much yeah i mean maybe 30 dollars is a lot for some but you know it's not too bad but then to the second one, that's you. That's what you're doing right now. You're like, right. eh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just flashing. It turns off every once in a while. It's really just in there going, maybe if we turn it off and back on, he'll pay attention more. Like, it's like a flag. They're waving it. <laughs> you're like, no, no. I'll believe I'll believe my vehicle's in trouble when it's on the side of the road. And then you're right. Actually, we've been in that car before. <laughs> yes. Although yes, that was have. the tire, so that wasn't necessarily um, related. 39% of Americans feel relief when they arrive at their destination (laughs) (laughs) isn't that amazing (laughs) Uh, i mean i I do i'm like oh good i made it alive you know what i always i almost always do and it's mm -hmm. it's totally not a conscious thing it's like this it's just a thought because I was told so many times that more accidents happen within a mile of your home. Mm-hmm. So whenever I get within a mile of my home, my panic level goes up a bit. And I'm just like, Aah! and then I get home. Oh, phew, I made it. Thir- 32% <laughs> of Americans thank their car when they get somewhere safely. Good girl. Uh, 28% me. talk to their car as they drive. <laughs> I don't You can do, do this. You can make it. Like encouraging it. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, and 19% actually have a lucky charm in the car to make sure it gets where it's going. Wow. 
I just have cute dangling things from the window yeah. because I think they're cute. Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't have them there to help my car get anywhere. For a little for a little cargo juice. My car is 10 years old this year though, and mm-hmm. it's starting to make the engine sounds of a car that's 10 years 10 old. 10 years old. Yeah. All our vehicles are more than 15 years old. So that's not too far. Yeah. And you're looking at me like I'm a young pup. <laughs> A lot can happen in five years. Yeah. Especially if I don't get the sound figured out. It's nice, though. It's nice not having to make a car payment. It's so nice. I don't want to ever have to make a car payment again. Highly recommend it. I mean, not making one. Okay. So my next one is a twofer because, you know, I can't I can't stay by the three rules. So this one's really, really quick. And it reminded me of something else that I saw on a Reddit stream. So I'm just going to jump into both of these. Okay. Okay, So there's a police in Lufkin, Texas, uh, went to a a burglary. It was like a burglary suspect that was going on. And it turned out to just be a deer. So this lady was in her house and she heard a crash and I think glass. And so she went and hid in the closet and she called obviously the police from her cell phone and she was talking about how there was a weapon in the home. And so the police were really afraid that this intruder was going to find the weapon. And they they enter and they're like, you know, police, let me see your hands. And then they come around the corner and there's literally like a doe. It's just <laughs> a deer? freaked out. A female deer? A female deer, yeah. Yep. Um, and, and I have to say, sometimes the Huffington Post has really fun articles. And this one literally just ends on the officers use chairs to shoo the deer out the door. And that's the <laughs> they end. They shoot the doe? oh how did i not see that one because i'm not that person you are god bless they literally shoot the dough out of the house i should have ended ended on that one instead i'm gonna talk about you literally picked an article oh my god where they shoo a dough (laughs) and had no clue Aaron, how do you work with me? I, am such I think a mess. it's beautiful. I just, that is one of the most beautiful things uh, ever. And these police, they shoot that dough out of the house. Oh wait, why do I know that phrase from somewhere? <laughs> should I should I just end it there and not talk about my other one? Because nah, that's ahead. just so funny. No, nah, okay, go ahead. Okay. What about the cows? Okay, so this one happened in Montana. There's this family, they live in Washington. They're building a house in Montana. So they're not even actually there on site. Uh-huh. And a farmer that maybe has like an adjacent piece of land had some cows that were missing, couldn't find them, reported them stolen. Yeah. Well, the assumption is that there was a a big storm and the cows that were missing broke into this empty house that was being built and just Mm. lived in the house. (laughs) Nice. And so they went to go. Squatters. They went to go investigate the house. I just showed a picture. (laughs) Oh. Just be glad this isn't a visual podcast. Oh, no. I think this is one you need to see. It's this little cow just in a house, and the entire floor is covered in feces and mm-hmm. the walls. Oh, yeah. Because they've just been in there for a... a while. So, anyhow, this whole story, that's why the deer mm-hmm. reminded me of the cows. Yeah. And then there's, like, all these stories on Reddit of people who have similar situations where cows just uh, they just lived in the house they get into homes that are being built and they just kind of hang out there um these people are probably going to have cows to, are they they're the farmer's cows they're not the people who own well, the keep better cows. track of your cows man <laughs> there's they're trying to figure out who's at fault like who 
they're filing insurance to see how are we going to fix this house. Well, so, the cow farmers at fault, right? Like, there's no know. question. If there is cows and he didn't keep good enough track of them, that they could live in a house. Uh, they are certainly living in the house. That living room is probably three inches of just poop. You know, you know, it's just it's disgusting. When so, it's there's going to be a lot of moving expenses uh, when when they uh, somebody gets that house. Question. Uh huh. Should we have ended on the shooing the dough out the door or the moving? <laughs> it doesn't matter. This is, Life is what it is. This is proving to you we don't have a plan going in. <laughs> we just sort of go. Well, okay. I've still got one more story. So true. It's we're, true. We're ending on my story anyway. Do it. Uh, startup offers to name your baby for $350. What is it? So they started a company and basically you pay them $350 and they'll help you name your child. If you don't want to... You know, have to figure it out and you don't want to offend family and friends or whatever. And, and have a lot of money just to throw around. So they have they have two packages. The hundred dollar package uh, is basically called the riff. And basically it's just a 15 minute name storming session via phone. Mm. So for a hundred bucks, 15 minutes, we'll name storm, figure out, you know, possibly what you could name the baby. Uh-huh. But the works package for 350 bucks is a 15-minute consultation that leads to a list of 10 suggested first names and 10 suggested middle names for the baby. And that's 350 bucks. I need to start a side business <laughs> because I would be really good at this. Of course. You know why? Google. Okay. There's uh, having recently named a child and also having named many, many characters that I either make up for stories mm-hmm. that I write or right. role-playing games that I play. I love making up names and I love researching names and the meanings behind them. So right. there's so many websites that have all this great information. And if someone's just paralysis by analysis and I can get paid 350 bucks for 15 minutes of Google searches, mm-hmm. heck yeah. Unlike the subjective opinions friends and family members might give you, right, our advice will be neutral, unbiased, and tailored to your needs. Mm-hmm. That's straight from the website. Well, that's bold. I Listen, there is a market for con- uh, consulting in just about any area of life. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you just have to find the people who can waste money on stuff. It, is it a waste? <laughs> you know, you have to name them something. Yeah. If you wait too long, then all of a sudden it's going to be, this is Pillow McGee or Bodie McBoatface <laughs> or whatever. You just go with the bird box. Name them girl and boy. Girl. This is the girl. This is this is Tom. This is Eunice. You would be great at this. I really would be good at this. That's amazing. A lot of Eunice is running around. There are a lot of really great ideas. And here's the thing. Anyone can create a company. Anyone can create a website. Mm-hmm. And anyone can be a life coach. So, yeah. Hey, right there. I've thought, pop, pop. I've, I've thought about being a pop culture consultant and, and, where, yeah. where basically you hire me to watch stuff for you. So you can have intelligent conversations about all the stuff you don't have time to watch. I'll oh, be like oh, the yeah. cliff notes on, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the latest movie is, whatever the latest TV show is. Yeah. I totally do that. What should I charge? Hundred hundred bucks a month? No, 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 no. Way for more one, than that. For one consultation a month? No, it would be just based on your minutes. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're get, well, they're getting a hundred to three hundred fifty for fifteen minutes. That's right. So if you're gonna be giving the cliff notes on a movie that again, somebody could just Google. Um, <laughs> probably five hundred, right? Because you're, you're very right. busy. I think you're right. Your time is valuable. Five hundred a month gets you a thirty minute consult pop culture consultation. Right. And if you want more than that, if you want a weekly, then we'll talk about a couple thousand a month. But. Are you preparing to go hang out with that friend that knows everything about Avengers Endgame? Well, I'll, I'll help you know more. 
Yeah. I'll help you prepare you for the conversation about who Thanos is and, and why it matters. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to offer this. Are you really? On the next episode of Sif Pop, I'm going to mention this. You're just, you know what you should do? Start a Patreon level on Sif Pop. <laughs> I kind of do have that. For consult consultation? Yeah. yeah. Just do it. $500 a month for only 30 minutes. Pop Culture Consultant. I will have a personal conversation with you about whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to know about. I had you watch a scary movie, so I didn't have to. It's kind of right. like that. It's exactly. You owe me $500. Nope. <laughs> I tell you what. Sue me. I'll throw in a baby name for free. Oh. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't have another one. Uh, but I do have two dogs that their names just don't seem to be working. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us for today's episode of Shoe the Dough. Aaron and I have such a fun time. You can connect with us on Twitter. At Aaron Dicer is Aaron. At Danae Says is me. And I will tweet out a picture of the poo shed (laughs) for the cows. Because that is just funny. Uh, Thank you so much for your support as a member of Studio DNA, which is the podcast network that this podcast launched. Uh, If you go to patreon.com slash studio DNA, it's just one level, three bucks a month. And that gets you your own podcast feed with all the bonus episodes, including Danae's uh, one-word story rant from our last random tandem. I like how you're calling it a rant whenever clearly it was a temper tantrum. <laughs> a temper tantrum. Um, <laughs> we also would love for you to rate and subscribe. You can go to Apple Podcasts. That's the new app because iTunes is apparently dying. <laughs> but go and rate and subscribe there. That way other people can find us. And of course, you can also rate, subscribe, and comment on any of the podcast players where you find Shoe the Dough. Let's thank uh, Chris Tilly uh, for composing the Shoe the Dough podcast theme, producer Phil, for helping out with the network. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you being here. Uh, make sure you let your friends know about the podcast if you're enjoying it, if you're having a good time. And if you're not enjoying it, just try again next time. It, it, we may avoid all body odor conversations. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> uh, email us, feedback at shoethedough.com. Feedback at shoethedough.com. Bye. There once was a girl named Harry, whose life was a bit too scary. So one day she fell down and decided to drown. (laughs) And that's why today we say cheese.